If you don't already have a cold beverage and something to snack on, now might be the perfect time to do that. But don't take too long because the show is about to start and you do not want to miss one single second. time it is that's right it's time for the eddie and webby podcast yo i'ma bust out some theme song action for you check it out the eddie and webby show is the place to be they're talking about beer and pickleball and technology so if you didn't know now you know Cause it's time for the Eddie and Webby Show. On today's episode, Eddie and Webby see who can hold their breath the longest. This is the Eddie and Webby Podcast. I shall call you Mini-Me. Oh, hey, how's it going? This is Webby, not Eddie. And I'm Eddie, and this is our 25th podcast. Yes. Oh, yeah. We are live. I cannot folks. believe it. Yes. This is crazy. Uh, not only is this a huge milestone episode number 25, but we're live. We are live. We're live on Facebook. We're live on YouTube. And uh, this is super exciting, man. I can't believe we're here. We made it through 24 podcasts. We're here on 25. And we have another outstanding show for you guys today. Uh, get excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. I am super excited, but yeah, I just, I never thought we would have reached episode 25 and I also never would have thought we would be here doing one live. So we're doing it live for episode 25. Yes, we're doing it live. Um, am I supposed to feel like I'm going to throw up at any moment or is that, is that a normal feeling? Like, how's that supposed to work? Um, yeah, I don't know about you, but I do have a bucket with me right here because I just, I, I am very nervous right now. (laughs) So you just you never know if uh, people are playing a drinking game at home. I think that would be a, a good thing for if you see uh, if you see me vomit, if Eddie or myself vomit, uh, you should probably chug a beer. Absolutely. Well, again, we mentioned we have a very special show for you guys today. We have a very special guest who's going to be joining us here. Usually we talk beer, tech and pickleball. But like always, sometimes tech is like just pushed aside a little bit. Uh, but for a very good reason, because, again, I mentioned we have a very special guest that we're going to be bringing on here shortly. But before yes, I always we feel do bad any when that, technology isn't included, but uh, but yeah, it's definitely for a good reason here. Yes, absolutely. Um, before we do any of that, though, Webby, what's going on in Twitter? Ah, yes, Twitter. I am going to pull out my cellular telephone and uh, see what we've got here on the Twitter sphere. Here is one from. Danny Bavito, the Eddie and Webby YouTube channel is by far the best channel I've come across in years. I can't wait to see you guys finally play each other in a competitive pickleball match. When will it happen? Hmm. Well, thank you for that great comment, and that's a really good question. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely going to be competing against each other this upcoming weekend, right? Yeah. In fact, a week from today, uh, next weekend, we are going to be doing a special event that we're going to be talking about later in the show, and that just might be our first ever competitive match against each other. It's finally going to happen, folks. 
Yes, finally going to happen. But, Super uh, excited about that. Great, great comment, though. Great Twitter comment for sure. Yeah. Thank you, Danny. Let's go to another comment here on Twitter. Here's one from Farty McFly. I can't believe YouTube has actually let Eddie and Webby do 25 episodes of this garbage they call a podcast. I'd rather watch paint dry than watch another minute of their show. Ouch. Yeah, that's not very nice, but I mean, I, we appreciate no. feedback of all sorts. So thank you for that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for the, thanks for participating. Not a huge fan of that comment, but uh, yeah, I mean, we, we encourage all participation and all feedback. So thanks for that, I guess. Um, let's do one more comment here on Twitter. Here's one from Adam Kanye West. At Eddie and Webby, congrats on making it to episode 25. I am confident that you will make it to episode 125 in no time. Keep up the great work. Nice. I like that. Yeah, very inspiring. Appreciate that feedback for sure. Yes, thank you very much for the comment. Yes. And if you guys want to tweet to us, you can, at Eddie and Webby. Uh, you can also download the Anchor app. Boop, 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 boop. And you can leave us a voice message that we will very likely play on the air if it's good. Um, there's a lot of things you can tweet to us. If you know feedback, suggestions, maybe there's a beer you want us to review, maybe there's a tech topic or pickleball topic, please send it on over. Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, Webby, but I'm really excited to bring on our next guest here. Um, very excited about this portion of the podcast. <clears throat> yes, I am super excited. Um, as most people know, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And as anybody that's familiar with our podcast knows, we are huge fans of craft beer. So we couldn't think of a better guest to have on at this time than somebody that founded an organization that combines a passion for beer with raising funds for breast cancer research. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are super honored and excited to welcome to the show the founder of Brewbies Festival, Mel Pierce. Mel, thank you very much for joining us today. Oh, hey, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> super excited to, to have you on. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Mel. That's awesome. I really yeah, appreciate you guys reaching out. You it was super awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I just so happened to stumble upon Brewbies Festival on Instagram. And as soon as I found out what your organization is all about, I just immediately tried to get in touch with you because I thought you would be the absolute perfect guest to have on, especially here in the month of October. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, agreeing to be on. This is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. It's my pleasure. I love podcasting and, you know, any reason to talk about beer and, and boobs. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Two, two awesome. great things. And this is yeah. a huge milestone for yeah. us because uh, this is the first time we've ever done a live stream podcast. So you're just, you're part of a bunch of firsts for us, a bunch of milestones here on the Eddie and Webby podcast. I oh, love yeah. it. I love it. <laughs> yes. Um, so for those listening that aren't familiar with it, Mel, can you talk a little bit about what the Brewbies Festival is? Yeah. So I started Brewbies back in 2010. Um, and it's basically just as, um, for me, I started it, um, as like a young woman in craft beer and I wanted to just give back to my community. Um, breast cancer, um, has touched my life a couple of different times. Um, and I just wanted to do something and give back and, and 
make a stamp on the people closest to me. So I went to my boss and I said, hey, I want to throw a beer fest. They're like, all right, sure. So um, I, I just started this craft beer festival at Pizza Port. Um, the first year it had like 25 beers. Um, five, I think, of the beers were all pink. Every Pizza Port location made a pink beer and Lost Abbey made a pink beer um, specifically for the event. And then from there, it just kind of has grown and grown and grown. And now it's in two different cities. There's 50 plus breweries at each one. And every brewery that comes actually brings a pink beer for the event. That is very cool. Um, now, you mentioned yeah. how breast cancer has, has touched your life a, a few times. And um, my wife lost a very close friend to, to breast cancer. So it's uh, any anytime there's an event that raises funds for breast cancer research, it's definitely something that's very important to myself. I'm sure Eddie agrees with that as well. And uh, my family, we always do a 5K every year to help raise money. So this what you're doing is awesome. And it's just <laughs> to com combine um, beer, a beer festival with it. That's I've, I had never heard of that before until I learned about your organization. So it was just that was awesome. Very cool. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I, I worked at Pizza Port for a long time, uh, 10 years. And um, we had done other festivals and there were a lot of festivals going on. As you know, there's always a beer festival happening. Um, and I just kind of, that's what I like grew up on. It's what I know. It's what I'm passionate about is the beer industry. Um, and so I wanted to take something that I really care for and like just blend the two. It just made sense and it happened somewhat organically. Um, and I'm yeah, I'm proud to say that I can keep doing it. And I'm super proud that like all of my friends in the industry and everybody just comes together so much to support Keep Abreast, um, which is the organization that we donate all the money to. Um, and, you know, everybody gets on board because, I mean, I've, it's an industry where people really truly care um, and community is super important. Um, so it's, for me, it's next level to have all my friends really supportive and, you know, care about it as much as I do. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I did a little research here and I showed that you guys have raised over $450,000 for keep abreast education and support programs. That's pretty incredible. Can you talk about like how you became so successful with that? <laughs> um, I, th I, I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, the whole festival itself has been pretty grassroots. Um, I have a team of close friends uh, that I call the Titty Committee. They help volunteer their time and put on this event um, alongside me. Um, and it's really like just the community around it. Um, it's all the brewers that come. It's all the people that come. It's all the brands that donate to support. It's all the sponsors that are contributing to help cover the cost of the event. Excuse me, cover the cost of the event. Um, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I don't know what makes it successful because it's not, it's not my branding or my marketing. It's just the community of it, I think. Now, did you say, is this a yearly thing or do you have multiple events every year? Um, every year we do it in San Diego. This February will be the 10th annual, um, hosted at Bagby Beer Company. Um, Bagby was my boss at Pizza Port and is also my mentor. Um, and his wife, Dandy, is one of the best friends. So um, it's just as much their festival as it is mine. We've done it 
all 10 years together. Um, and then in April, I host it at Faction Brewing, which is up in Alameda, like East Bay, San Francisco area. Um, and it was just these little ideas kind of have always sparked from like, you know, drunken nights at the Great American Beer Festival where, you know, I'm like, I want to, <laughs> I want to do something cool in the community. Um, and then, you know, Roger from Faction one night at GABF was like, you should do it at my place. So this uh, April will be the fourth annual up there. So it just kind of keeps growing organically and keeps happening. But yeah, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> that's really cool. So you you said April is when you have the next big event. February will be the 10th annual in San Diego, and then April will be in San Francisco area. Oh, nice. That's yeah. very cool. And then maybe, just maybe in 2019, we'll branch out and do some maybe East Coast, maybe Denver, maybe Austin, putting the feelers out. If anybody if anybody has a nice big brewery they want to, you know, <laughs> throw a party at, let me know. I think there's a couple big breweries in Michigan, uh, I think. I'm not sure. There might be a couple. So yeah, it might be a good thing to keep in mind. Do a nice summer event. Yeah, or maybe a winter one. Mm. No, no <laughs> uh, not in Michigan. We don't want to do it in Michigan. And they, we do yeah. have some in, in the winter in Michigan, but uh, I don't. I don't recommend it. <laughs> maybe a fall, a fall yeah. event that would be perfect. Yeah. We did uh, a pizza port years ago, which I'm sad there was only one ever of this festival. We did Barrel Blast in like the middle of January. Um, I think it was probably in like 2009, 2010, somewhere in there. And it was all barrel aged beers. So sour beers, uh, stouts, Belgian beers, all barrel aged. And the, in San Diego, there's not much weather, but it was just this beautiful, like misty kind of cool gray day. And it was like perfect to drink all that, like good, big, warm beer. It was like so nice and perfect, but we never did that event again. And it was so sad because it was so fun. Sounds it's delicious. such delicious beer. Yeah. Maybe nice. someday. So I say, I say we learn a little bit more about Mel and hopefully I'm not diving too deep into your personal life here, but uh, what is your favorite style of craft beer? Oh, um, I don't know. I love so much beer. Um, I would, I would think anything that's just not necessarily a style, but in like the four and a half percent range. Because I like beer and I like to drink beer. So I want to drink a lot of beer. But I can't drink a lot of 8% beer. <laughs> I can drink a lot right. of 4% beer. Yeah, um, I... But I usually tend to like drink like just nice, clean, uh, pale ale, session IPAs, a hoppy pilsner, um, depending on the day, you know, maybe a double oatmeal stout. Who knows? Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely with you where... I actually prefer a lot of lower alcohol beers, you know, session beers as, as a lot of people refer to them as, because I'm with you. I like to drink a lot and I don't mean I like to drink often and get drunk all the time, but if I'm going to have beer for a consistent amount of time, I do like to keep drinking it. And so if you get an eight, nine percenter, you're on your ass pretty quick where you could have a four and a half percenter and you can drink all day and kind of have your, you know, your, your buzz maintenance throughout the day. Yeah. I'm not trying Speaking to get wasted, day, but I just really do just enjoy drinking beers mm -hmm. so yeah definitely and uh, and eddie mentioned the words all day and that reminds me of one of my go-to's if i want a lower percent alcohol content beer 
and that is All Day IPA from Founders. I love that one. I actually had that at my wedding because I like it so much. And yeah, like you said, it's it's good to have something that you can have a few and not worry about being trashed. <laughs> yep, for sure. So if you had to come up with your your desert island four pack, right? So your your four beers that you could only drink for the rest of your life because you're stranded on a desert island. What would that look like? Oh man, um, I get to choose four beers. Yep. That are yeah, like a every time you take six, one. Forever pack. Every time you take one, like a new one pops up, but it's that same one. So you get to drink this the is same like, four beers the rest of your life. When <laughs> do I get as long to leave as you're on this desert island. island. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When yeah. do I get to yeah, leave? Rescued, um, man, I would definitely have to go with um, Bagby Beer Sweet Ride, which is a Bohemian style Pilsner. Uh, I'm going to throw out Blind Pig because it's awesome. Um, because I'm shameless, uh, Mel Sparkle Pony by Three Weavers. It's a pink glitter IPA. And, oh man, a fourth one, Coors Banquet. <laughs> hey, that's, yeah, I mean, that's a great standby <laughs> right. beer. If I'm at a wedding and they have Coors Banquet over, you know, Bud Light or Budweiser, I'm actually kind of excited because it's definitely a much better, easy drinking beer than some of that other garbage out there. I mean, I grew up in Colorado. It's it's a staple. (laughs) For sure. So there's a rumor out there and something that I noticed uh, when checking out Instagram is that you are a fan of tattoos. Um, Are you able to tell us about (laughs) your favorite tattoo? And if you have a story that goes along with it or anything like that? (laughs) Um, Man, I have a a few tattoos. Um, I guess always my like favorite or most fun tattoo is my newest one. And I just got tattooed a few days ago. Um, I have a little bit of room left. Um, I actually got my dog's face tattooed on me. Her name, my dog, Mary, I have her little face tattooed on my leg. Oh, that's um, cool. It's pretty cute. <laughs> is Mary um, nearby? By, or is she nearby by any chance? Oh, she's napping. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. She's, she's snuggled up. She's napping. Mary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, wake, don't wake a sleeping baby. Right. No, I'm no, with no, no. you. Definitely yeah. not. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Do you guys have tattoos? Uh, uh, I, I don't have a real one, but I, I was at a bar yesterday watching the Michigan, Michigan state football game <laughs> and they, they were passing out <laughs> fake ones. So I, I intentionally, when I took a shower today, I like cleaned around it so that I could keep it for the show. I like it. Yes. You should just get it permanently. Yeah, I used done. to have, no. <laughs> I used to have an Eddie and Webby tattoo on my arm, but that also was temporary. So yeah. I do not have oh. any permanent tattoos. <laughs> I, you know, I, I've I got a lot of respect for people that, that have tattoos. Um, I've always just been scared to, not for the pain or anything, but it's like, I don't know, like you got to really commit to that. You know, it's, that's, that's a right. long time commitment to have something on your body like that. So I, I admire yeah. people that, that are big into tattoos. I think I'm past the point of no return. So (laughs) from here on out, it's like, just go for it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, So a lot of, you know, we have a lot of topics we talk about on our show, but one of them is pickleball. So we ask all of our guests, have you ever heard of or played pickleball? So super fun. Um, I have never played pickleball, but um, a very dear close friend of mine is a pickleball champion. Her name is oh, Nancy, wow. Nancy Joe Darden. 
the founder of Keep Abreast, uh, Shaney Joe. It's her mother. Um, and they, her and her husband live in Mexico part of the year. And their little community where they live has pickleball tournaments weekly. Wow. And they're just, that's their thing. She's a pickleball player. Very nice. Yeah. So if it weren't for Nancy, I, I don't, I can't say I would know very much about pickleball, but <laughs> Nancy's on it. That's awesome. I mean, it's, it's not, yeah. it's not often that you hear people that know pickleball champions. So that's pretty cool to hear. It's a good story. Yeah. I, you know, I thought Speaking maybe you could phone a friend champions. and like bring in Nancy, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but speaking of pickleball champions, I'm not sure if you noticed it, but uh, Eddie and I do both have gold medals around our neck. What? Yeah, from the Beer City <laughs> Open. Awesome. But uh, now we didn't necessarily get these because we played good, but that no. that doesn't matter. No, nope. that's beside matter, the no. point. It's beside the point. We still have them, and we yeah. we wear them proudly. That's for sure. That's awesome. But uh, speaking of pickleball, wait, tell me more about uh, pickleball, at- though. Sorry, I need to know more. Oh, yeah, definitely. Don't mind if I do. But, yeah, speaking of pickleball, uh, Eddie and myself, we actually have a special event coming up next weekend that we're going to be part of. And it also goes along with Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It is called Dink for Pink, and it's in the city of Grand Haven, Michigan. And uh, what it is is a group of us that are – are it's a fundraiser um, to – to contribute to research for breast cancer and um it's going to be a lot of fun and uh we're doing it's like a, a team situation where like there's teams of six people eddie and myself are not on the same team so at, at some point we are most likely going to be facing each other mm-hmm. in a competitive match against each other oh yeah yep. yes <laughs> That's gonna be a lot of fun i'm pretty excited for it man i'm yeah i'm, I'm heading up to grand rapids thursday um, and then we have the tournament Saturday in Grand Haven. So it's gonna be a fun little, little weekend visit up there in Michigan. I hope the weather is, uh, not as crappy as it has been though. Yeah. Hopefully it clears up, but it's, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm super excited. I can't wait for it. And, uh, but to answer your question about like what pickleball is, it's think of a blend of, uh, tennis, ping pong, and badminton, Just toss those three things into a blender, spit it all out. And you've got pickleball, <laughs> but it, it, clo- most, Love it. Most, it most closely resembles tennis. And it's like the court is about half the size of a tennis court. Um, the ball right. is a wiffle ball and the paddles are kind of like ping pong paddles. There's not, not a rubber surface to it, like a ping pong paddle, but it's bigger than a ping pong paddle. And I, I feel like that's the, the, the best way to do like a, a quick little summary of yeah. what it is. And I feel like anytime anybody plays it, they become addicted right away. Yep. Fun. Yes. You guys should do a pickleball tour. Just recruit people. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, There's actually a lot of connections between pickleball and craft beer as well. Uh, Episode, I can't remember what episode number it was, but we had on Andrew. He's out of Houston, Texas, and he has a company called Pickle and Pints where he goes to breweries, sets up some temporary pickleball courts and nets and, you know, has, has, you know, the people come and play in tournaments or just play recreationally at the breweries. And there's a lot of good cohesion between craft beer and pickleball. Um, and so that's why I feel like they fit so nicely together. That's awesome. Yeah. Craft beer fits in with everything, right? I mean, it really does. It really, really does. Yeah. There's not a whole lot. It doesn't (laughs) mesh well with. Yeah. So far it's working pretty good. I feel like one of these days. It's not good with driving. 
right? Yeah, that's true. But I, what, I feel like one of these days, Mel and Andrew should join forces and like do a big festival, like a pickle and pints collaboration with Ruby's festival. Get something going there. I could see that being a yeah. huge hit. Combine just some pickleball to the mix. I love it. Maybe I'll have pickleball at Brewbies. Oh, that would be cool. A little pickleball court at Brewbies. Yeah. Now you're talking. Be, you guys will have to, cool. But you guys are going to have to come and set it up and like do it because like you're in charge, not me. Done. Deal. <laughs> yep. Consider it done. Okay. Consider it done. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Just you, tell you, me you, what I need to get and you can build it and put it all together and organize it. That sounds great. Um, you you had actually you had mentioned a beer earlier called what was it Mel's something? Can you say that again? Mel's Sparkle Pony. Are you the Mel in Mel's Sparkle Pony? Yeah. So can I say that is probably the most badass thing I've ever heard? You have a, a a beer named after you. Yeah, I do. I've so that is pretty badass. Being that. <laughs> It's pretty awesome. But being that, you know, every year we have different breweries make pink beer for for brewbies. Um, I'll go and I'll actually brew beer with some of the breweries. And um, Alex, who owns Three Weavers, um, she made a pink beer for the Women's Beer Forum at Eagle Rock Brewery, and um, which was like a, a monthly educational uh, beer event uh, at the brewery. And in October, they do it for Keep Abreast. Um, and we were talking about brewbies and getting ready. And, you know, Alex is like, I'll make you anything you want, any kind of beer you want. And I was like, okay, can you make me a sparkly beer? And she's like, yes, I can. And that's how Sparkle Beer was born. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Um, and so over the years, that was probably like four years ago. Over the years, she's refined the glitter and really like dialed in the recipe and knows precisely how to make the best sparkle beer and it's awesome That's and awesome. now there's like a trend of sparkle beer happening all over the internet i want everybody to know facebook live eddie webby live alex from three weavers is the og sparkle beer they're the he's the og nice. huh? or she <laughs> she she that's awesome yeah yeah <laughs> That's very cool. cool. I mean, yeah, to have a beer yeah. named after you, man. That's I, I feel I feel like that's when you know you've made it in life. It's like <laughs> you have <Yeah>. a beer <laughs> yeah. named after you that, that you get to help brew too, which is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah we always talk pretty about fun. like things that help us realize that we've made it. And like I feel like that's what we need now. Like that's that's how we'll truly know that we've made it is if we get a beer named after Eddie and Webby. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. well, yeah. Eddie and Webby yeah, PA. No, we will work on something. <laughs> we'll, find a, we'll find a good name for it. That's cool. Edi and Web IPA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying to we figure out how we can recover from that. that. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it's good I for us. I think I know to... how we can recover. Yeah. I think I, we know how we can recover from that. Uh, so, Mel, this is usually the time in the show where we would switch gears a little bit and do our beer tasting and review. And we were wondering, would you like to join us for that segment today? Absolutely. I love drinking beer for breakfast. That's right. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Yeah, I was <laughs> hoping you would say that. And it's funny that you say you like to have beer for breakfast because the beer that we are drinking today is from Founders Brewing, and it is called 
breakfast stout. Oh, yeah. Yes. This is so weird. What? Because I have that beer, too. <laughs> no way. No friggin' way. Wow. Yeah. It's almost like we planned it. Right? <laughs> oh, that's it's cool. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, we couldn't have planned it. She's all the way over in California. I mean, we're over on the yes. East Coast. How could we possibly have planned that? Yeah. That's... How am I supposed to get this Michigan beard in L.A.? Right. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I don't know, but it happened, and we're doing this. Yes. Uh, yeah, so yeah. this is Breakfast Stout from Founders Brewing out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Let's go ahead and pop the tops here and let it breathe for a minute. Um, for all the beer nerds, yeah. this this beer should be served um, kind of warm. Like, you know, probably the lowest you'd want it would be in the high 50s or high 40s, low 50s. I've actually had mine sitting out for a couple hours, so I bet you by now it's in the high 50s, low 60s, which should make it very easy to review. And for those of you paying attention, uh, Jack the Cat just showed up. I feel like it never fails. When it comes to the beer review, that's when the cats show up. <laughs> they love the beer review segment. Hey, Jack, 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 Jack. You're Jack, hey, Jack. You're live. There's millions of people watching you right now. <laughs> oh, oh, my he's gosh. He's, he's ready. Give me that right beer. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, so we're not going to do it before we pour today because we have talked about Founders Brewing Previously, uh, what was that? Episode 12, when we actually reviewed All Day IPA. So if you guys want to hear about Founders, go ahead and check that video out. But let's go ahead and pour the beer. And as we do, I'm going to talk a little bit about it. Here is the description according to the Founders Brewing website. The Coffee Lovers Consummate Beer. Brewed with an abundance of flaked oats, bitter and imported chocolates, and two types of coffee. This stout has an intense, fresh-roasted Java nose topped with a frothy, cinnamon-colored head that goes forever. Uh, this falls under BJCP Category 20C, which is the Imperial Stout category for all the beer nerds out there. It does have an ABV of 8.3%, and it has 60 IBUs. So it is at the lower end of the scale for this style uh, which that the low end is 8% and 50 IBU. So it's right there at the bottom of it. Um, and yeah, why don't we go ahead and go through the review. And what's the first thing we always start with? The appearance. Wow. I mean, it's black. Yeah, very dark. Very dark and thick looking. Mm -hmm. Yes, can't really see through it all that much here. Um, very dark. It does have a very pretty head, too. I like how they said it was like a, what do they say, a, a cinnamon-colored head? Because you're right. It's almost like like a tan head with little red bits of cinnamon on there. It's very pretty. Very pretty indeed. Yes. Yep. Very pretty beer. Now we go into the aroma. Give it some sniffs here. Oh, I'm glad I let this sit out, man, because the it's coming right through on the nose. Wow. Very fragrant. Mm-hmm. Oh, that smells, smells good. Smells so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yum. Webby, oh, you want to so share breakfast with us? time smelling beer. Yeah. Do you want to share, Webby, what, uh, what you're getting in the nose there? Definitely getting that hint of coffee. A bit of chocolate, I would say. 
but definitely mostly mostly coffee and i'm loving that smell oh yeah is it brewed with coffee yes it is um i think they say they have, there's two types of coffee in there um and it's definitely coming through in the aroma for me yeah what, what about you mel anything anything else you're picking up in there I'm getting tons and tons of like bitter chocolate, um, which I love. It's like warm and inviting, but my beer has only been sitting out for probably an hour and a half. So holding it like this to get get it warmed up. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned the the bitter chocolate because as soon as I put my nose up to it, that's the first thing I got was the bitter chocolate. The coffee is definitely present. Uh, but the chocolate was what came through at first for me. I am getting a slight kind of boozy aroma too, but you know it's not unpleasant at all. I mean, with eight percent, you're you're probably going to have a little bit of that. Um, and then I'm also getting almost like a like a tiramisu almost like type of, of aroma to it, almost mm-hmm. almost like a hazelnuttiness to it. I I don't know if that's Ooh. intentional or not, but I'm definitely getting that. I can see that. Yep. Oh, I just got a little bit on my nose. <laughs> That's how you know. Oh, nose, right you didn't. <laughs> Get in there. Yes. Mm, very nice. Um, well, why don't we move on to my favorite part of the review? The flavor. Give it some sips here. Ah, yes. I love that part as well. Don't mind if I do. Okay, cheers. Mm. Cheers. 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 got to get the gargle in there oh yeah Mm. it really doesn't get the palate fully unless you do a gargle wow Mm -hmm. i need like some coffee cake with this yeah my breakfast yeah that would be good this would make balanced breakfast right there yeah this would make a wonderful breakfast beer for sure this is awesome because it's like it is super like like bitter almost like i sometimes like coffee and chocolate oatmeal stout like it's going to be sweet um and this is definitely like roasty and bitter and like full-bodied and like like you're drinking a cup of coffee yeah yeah definitely more on the bitter side but in a good way like i i I love yeah. the bitterness that this beer offers. Yeah, it's funny. It's it's different than a hop bitterness in the flavor. Mm-hmm. It's almost like yeah. like a, a bitter chocolate. Almost like a, a, a baking chocolate or baker's chocolate. Is that what it's called? Like yeah. a like yeah, a so. 100% like cacao, mm-hmm. like just straight. Yep. Just like cacao in your face. Just, yeah. <laughs> cacao. Cacao. Boom. <laughs> No, I totally agree. I mean, you're definitely getting that coffee through. Um, to me, it's almost like like an espresso-y kind of coffee, like a very heavily roasted coffee. Not not an acidic Starbucks kind of coffee, but like a real nice, heavily roasted coffee. Uh, and it balances super well with the maltiness of this. I mean, the flavor of this beer is incredible. You're right. It's 8%, but it's not it's not overwhelmingly boozy at all either. So it's almost dangerous because I could see myself drinking... <laughs> A lot of these more like a five, six percenter. And what a great breakfast beer, too. I mean, you know, I could absolutely oh, yeah. 
you're, uh, you know, you're, you're on vacation, you're up north and it's fall and the leaves are coming down and you wake up and it's jeans and sweatshirt weather and you want something to get your day going, I would reach for this any day of the week. You know, if this would go well with a cup of coffee next to it, it would go well without it. I mean, I, there's a lot of areas in my life where I feel like this beer would fit in for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah. Mouthfeel we've talked about a little bit. Definitely medium full body. Um, carbonation level is very nice. It's, you know, I would say medium to medium high carbonation. I'm not getting any alcohol astringency or anything at all in the mouthfeel. Very well balanced. Um, you can tell that this beer has, you know, been dialed in when it comes to the style. So very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Yes. When was the last time anybody impersonated Borat? That's the first um, time I've done that in many years. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even I don't th- I don't even think YouTube was around then when that happened. My wife um, is yeah. like sleeve of wizard. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So Mel, anything you want to add about this beer from your overall impression? Um, I, I mean. Nothing too profound. Um, it's delicious. It's exactly what it's called, a breakfast stout. Um, like I said, I just wish I was like at a cafe having breakfast with you guys. Mm-hmm. But this is the next best thing. Nice. Yeah, I actually went someplace that uh, a brunch place. I think it was uh, in I forget what city I was in, but it, they offered alcohol and they had breakfast out on the menu, and I can. I can attest that it definitely is a great beer that goes along with breakfast or brunch. Yep. Or lunch, dinner, snack, yeah. dessert. Or a snack. You know, this would be a great dessert beer too. I can see this with like vanilla ice cream yeah. or even like a brownie. Oh, yeah. Like something like that. Yeah. Or definitely. Even some chocolates. I bet you Maybe if you had like, fruit. yeah. Strawberries or something. And that's what I was thinking. Like, think about like a raspberry chocolate. You know, I think that this would go yeah. perfectly with something like that. We, um, the first so. few years of the first few years of Brewbies, um, we made cupcakes and decorated them to look like boobs. And all of the cupcakes were <laughs> made with beer. So they mm. were like different flavors. So this would be perfect for like the German chocolate cake, but using this oh, yeah. as like the liquid instead of, you know, milk or whatever they use in cupcakes something lame like that (laughs) yeah Yeah. i don't know normal thing right those normal ingredients right that's awesome yeah i love it perfect right now have do you have experience baking with beer outside of that uh a little bit just like you know at home fun yeah trying to make cupcakes with different things I've, i've made a lot of cupcakes with like avery's beers um they have like a lot of like cool belgian beers that are like spiced like um i think i made like a like a lemon poppy cupcake with uh white rascal um i did a german chocolate cake with their um they have like a belgian triple i can't remember what it's called but anyways hmm. yeah beer so, and cupcakes right makes what sense. else do you need <laughs> beer and cupcakes yeah. that's all right. you need in life yeah that's awesome. Um, well, great review. 
So usually at the end of our review, Webby and I, we take turns determining, we take turn, we take turns determining if we are going to chug what we have left in our glass. But when we have a guest, we let them decide and we'll, whatever you say, if you say, no, we're going to chug it, we're going to do it. If you say, no, you guys should sip on this the rest of the show, whatever you decide, we have to do, you have the power here. So yep. What do you say, Mel? Oh, man, that's a lot of pressure. And this is a giant beer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's still a lot left in my glass. (laughs) Mine, too. Mm. That would mean that I have to chug it as well, right? Yep. Absolutely. It does, yes. The (laughs) guest also has to do the chugging if that is what is selected. Yep. (laughs) Like, "Mm, you guys do it. I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I mean... I just feel like it's a, yeah, you have to chug it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I wasn't right? sure which way she was going to go with it. I could not tell. I couldn't, I couldn't get a read. Yeah, but well. I know, keeping you on your toes. Well, only because chug. I don't know if I'll be around for yeah. the rest of the show and like I want to enjoy this beer with you. So, you know. Let's do it. That's fine. We'll Let's just, we'll be drunk for the rest of the show. That's fine. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, my day is shot. It's ado, only nine forty in the morning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Your day's done. Just, just go ahead and call Sunday. Just a. a I'm going to nap with day. Mary in a minute. Right. Yeah, exactly. I actually have a pickleball tournament in a few hours, so I just, I'll, 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 I'll get drunk real quick. I'll drink a lot of water. You I'll recover, and then <laughs> take a little yep. nap. Maybe I can work one in. But yeah, without, uh, without further ado, hold on. Jack is pulling out my headphone cable. Uh oh. <laughs> This is what happens when we go live. <laughs> live TV, folks. Yeah, Jack just jumped off the couch and took my headphone cable with him. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Bye. <laughs> but as I was saying, without further ado, Ziggy Zuggy, Ziggy Zuggy, oi, oi, oi. Three, two, one, chug. Cheers. Wow. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite enjoyable to chug. Yeah, that was surprisingly easy and enjoyable to chug. You're welcome. Yes, good call. <laughs> yes, thank you. Good call on that, Mel. Ne- I never would have thought that would have been a good chug beer. <laughs> no. N- not saying that I'll ever chug it again, but it wasn't that bad to chug. No, next time I did, I, I do have an extra one in my fridge, so, you know. Nice, we can nice. Share that one later. Yes. Yeah, I do. I, I love this beer. To me, it's a it's a such a good, well rounded stout. Uh, mm-hmm. People that prefer like a sweeter type of beer, maybe not so much because it's definitely not as sweet as some stouts I've had. But to me, it's just it's my go to for a perfect stout. Um, whenever I'm in the mood for a stout, it never disappoints. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, Delicious. it's not sweet at all for an oatmeal stout, which I I kind of enjoy. Hmm. Yes, one of my favorites. I'm glad we got a chance to finally review that beer. And, you know, it's a Michigan beer. We like to we like to review local beers, which is cool. So, very nice. Thank you for that, Mel. I got to say Have you guys been to this brewery okay. before? Oh yeah. Sorry. Oh yeah. Yep. I love that brewery. I actually have a disc golf disc over uh on my wall over there that's from Founders Brewing. Um yeah, I love that brewery. Oh, awesome. It's it's probably I would say it's my favorite or at least in my top 3 favorite breweries in Michigan. 
Yeah. Nice. Their their Grand Rapids location is is really nice. It's huge. It's it's a really cool brewery to go to. That's awesome. Yeah. Next time but I'm in yeah, Michigan. Thank you very much for, for joining us for the uh, the beer review segment of the show. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. absolutely. Thanks, guys. Definitely, Mel. So here here's your opportunity uh, to plug Brewbies and and you know tell our listeners and viewers whatever it is that you want to tell them, um, how to learn more about it. Uh, this is just your chance to, you know, to do your thing. Ah, um, cool. I'm really bad at the same shameless self bleh, slurring already. <laughs> um, <laughs> just pounded an 8% beer. That's right. It's nine o'clock in the morning. Right. Yeah. Um, cool. So Ruby's Ruby's Fest uh, coming to you this February, the 10th annual, uh, benefiting the Keep a Breast Foundation uh, in San Diego at Bagby Beer Company. Um, follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. We're at Ruby's Fest. Uh, we are the one and only, and everybody makes peak beer for us, and we rock. That's all I got. <laughs> I mean, couldn't, couldn't have been better said. So, yeah. Wait. And we have pickleball. Summed up perfectly. <laughs> and pickleball, right? Yes. Oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> yes. We've got a convert. Yeah. Yes. That was awesome. Now well, I have thank- to go find a pickleball court. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do today. Oh well, yeah. if you go to, listen- go to the USAPA places to play, and I'm sure you'll find something near you. Yeah. Wait, I'm going to write that down. What is it? The USAPA. Yeah. Do a search for USAPA places to play. And uh, you should be able to find something near you. Um, I just so happen to be a USAPA ambassador. So there should be an ambassador in your area that has updated the USAPA website to show where you can play. If not, let me know and I'll make sure it happens. I'll I'll find the ambassador in their area and ask why it isn't isn't updated, but it, it should be. I bet I bet it's popular in California. Don't you think, Eddie? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was founded on the West Coast in the 60s, so I'm sure there's a lot of places in California. In fact, the national championships are taking place in California in a couple of weeks, so I know it's out there for sure. Yeah. There's got to oh, be places nice. near you. Yeah. Are you guys coming to the championship? I wish, man. I I think it would have been a lot of fun, but no, unfortunately, you know, life, right? As soon as I reach 5.0 status, I'll be there. So I'd say like a year <laughs> from right. now. A year from now, when I reach okay. 5.0 status, I'll be there. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Once we're playing with the pros, we'll be there for sure. Okay. Yes. Well, let me know when you're in LA, yeah, but- and I'll take you out to get some good beers, and we'll find we'll find some pickleball. I'm gonna hold you to that because awesome. I definitely yeah, yeah. I absolutely think we trip. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you again, Mal. That was awesome. I really appreciate you being yeah. on the show. Love to get the word out Thanks there. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I think what you're doing is awesome. So if there's anything we can ever yeah. do to help, just let us know because you, you I mean, you've already done an amazing job at what you're doing and I mean, just keep rocking it, man. You're crushing it. So thank you. Thanks. That's so kind. I really appreciate that. Um yeah, cuz you know, just don't I'm bad at taking compliments. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Of course. Thank you, Mal. Yeah, we, we, we seriously, it. we yeah. cannot thank you. We cannot thank you enough for being on the show. This was a great time. And uh, yeah, that was awesome. Cool. Thanks, guys. I'm super buzzed right now and I really like it. <laughs> yes. Enjoy your Sunday on the couch, <laughs> taking a nap with the, me. Yep. 
yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. So the rest of the show should be uh, pretty. I feel, like, I feel a little warm right now. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that feeling like I'm going to throw up out of nerves has gone completely away now. So, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Next time, I just need to chug a breakfast out before we start the show, and I will have no nerves. Yeah. We should definitely do our beer review at the very beginning next time. So, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Cool. Just jump right in. All right. Just jump in. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank pleasure, you. Though. Thank you. Okay. We'll talk to you soon. Well, that was awesome, man. That was super cool. Yeah. That was super awesome. Like, yeah, I just I can't get over how cool that was. I I just I can't get over how many great guests we keep getting on this show. This crazy little show that we do. Yeah. This this show that that Webby and I just said, "Hey, let's do a podcast." And thought that nothing would ever come of it. And now we have guests like Mel who started Brewbies, this awesome, you know, awesome organization. Like it's pretty incredible what we've been able to yeah. the re- the connections we've been able to make over the last 6 to 9 months. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And I've, I've said it before. It's funny that like you had to talk me into doing this podcast. I didn't even want to do it just because I I didn't think anybody would ever want to listen to what I have to say. <laughs> right. um, but it, it has become so fun that I look forward to it every single week. And finding new guests to come on um, has been awesome. And I just I can't get over how many people actually agree to be on. And today is no exception. I can't believe we got somebody as great as Mel to be on. It was awesome. <laughs> I, I forgot to ask her if she came on because she actually felt bad for us like a lot of our other guests probably <laughs> came on for. So Right. <laughs> yeah, she sees that we have like five Twitter followers mm-hmm. and uh, just felt super bad for us. <laughs> yep. I mean, millions. I mean, five million. Five I mean, million yeah, followers. Five, That's what we have. That's yeah, five. Only five, a five million. million. <laughs> five well, thousand million followers yeah. is what we have. Five trillion. Yeah. We're crushing it. Uh, <laughs> no, that was cool. Uh, we, we still have a lot of show for you guys here today. So we do. Why don't we jump into it? Um, I think we have some updates we want to go over with you guys real quick, right? We do. We have quite a few updates and some really fun updates. Um, for anybody that remembers, we recently had a lot of really cool contests. And uh, we have some photographs of the winners of these contests. 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 <laughs> I just got an accent out of nowhere. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, that breakfast out is definitely kicking in. Good. Um, but yeah, we've got uh, got some people showing off the prizes that they won from the contests. And why don't we start off with the winner of our disc golf disc, um, which is probably one of my favorite prizes that we've ever given out during the episode that Avery was on. Um, we had somebody that answered our question to win the disc golf disc. And that person was L Charlie Bishop. That is who left a comment on the YouTubes. And uh, if you look right there, you'll see Mr. L Charlie Bishop holding his disc proudly. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. L Charlie Bishop. (laughs) Yeah. That was pretty cool, man. Um, That disc is awesome. You, You can actually see right there. I got one of those discs behind me. Uh, and they're really nice, man. They're really nice discs. Yeah, you can't quite see it. If you see something white in that corner, that's the disc. It's just a little bit out of frame, so you can't quite make yeah. it out. But I love that thing. Um, it's another one of those things that it's so pretty, I'm afraid to actually use it when I go play disc golf. So I just hang it up on my wall. But maybe one of these days I'll give it a throw or two. Nice. 
Awesome. What else? What, we, uh, do we have any other winners out there that uh, we want to be able to talk about? We do. Um, for episode 20, um, another milestone of ours that we had in the past, we gave away not one, but two Eddie and Webby t-shirts. And uh, I do believe we have photos of the winners of that as well. And there they are. We've got Mervette and Carly proudly showing off their Eddie and Webby t-shirts. So that's awesome. Uh, I just I love the fact that people even watch the show that want to try winning our stuff. So that's, that's awesome. This is a, a testament to show there are people out there watching and liking what we're doing and uh, winning awesome prizes as a result. Yes. We l- I love giving away prizes, too. It's always fun to, to give those away for sure. Um, what else are we going to talk about when it comes to updates? I mean, we're at episode 25, which means we've had 24 previous episodes that were good. It's been an adventure so far, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. It's been an amazing adventure. I mean, I uh, just looking back at episode one, I recently watched it, and uh, I just... It was, I remember being extremely nervous. I was, I was nervous before today's episode, but I was 10 times more nervous before that one. And that wasn't, wasn't even live just because I had never done anything like that before. I didn't know what we were getting into. I figured nobody would care about what we were doing. Um, but it was super fun. And even when I go back and watch episode one, like I'm super proud with how it turned out. Um, and it's just been such a wild ride, such a fun ride. And I don't know about you. I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. No way, man. We're just getting started. I mean, you talk to a lot of people and they say that you really don't find maturity in your podcast until you hit episode 100. And we're at 25. Um, they're, they're a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. These are a lot of work. They take a lot of time. But I agree with you. They're a lot of fun. And I don't want to stop anytime soon at all. Yeah. And on a previous episode, we talked about doing live podcasts versus pre-recorded podcasts. And at that time, I I never even thought that we would attempt doing a live one because it just sounded like a horrible idea. <laughs> so much could go wrong. Um, but we just decided to say, screw it. Let's go for it. And it's been fun. I, I like doing it live because we can we can stay topical for one thing. I mean, we can talk about things that are going on. Like I've got a, a tournament going on in just a few hours, right. a pickleball tournament. We'll, we'll be talking more about that later as well. But it's just, it's super cool. It adds an extra level of excitement to it that you can't get when you're doing it pre-recorded. So it's, it's super cool. Super fun. Yeah. I'm loving what we're doing and going live. There's a lot of advantages to it, which we've talked a lot about, but, um, thank you guys for, you know, for continuing to watch our content. Honestly, we just want to get good content out there when it comes to beer tech and pickleball. We want to get the greatest guests in the world to be able to present to you. Uh, and that's our motivation, whether we get a lot of views or not, that's just kind of like icing on the cake, being able to do this with Webby, one of my best friends in the whole world. Like it's just, that's, what's important to me. And I don't know, Webby, what, what your thoughts are on that. Oh, shucks. But no, yeah, I, <laughs> I totally agree. 100%. I mean, the, the main reason we started this was for a way for us to hang out. I mean, cause mm-hmm. we're living across the country from each other. Um, so it's, it's like we're hanging out on a weekly basis, even though we're across the country, that alone right there has been super rewarding and fun. But the fact that we're doing something that people are actually enjoying and we're getting amazing guests to be on, I mean, it's unreal. 
and I love every bit about it. And one thing, uh, we're going live. One thing that I neglected to do so far was make uh, to acknowledge people that were that are watching live and commenting. Um, we've had quite a few cool comments on Facebook. I just want to give a shout out to Matt Loria, Bill Kaisel, Jay Hall, and Andrea Raminzi. Raminzi Coop. <laughs> I always, I can never get her that part of her name right. She's gonna, she's gonna kill me. No, she's not gonna kill me. But anyway, hello to all of you. I saw that you left some comments during our show so far. So want to give a shout out to them. Um, we've had many other comments too, but they're the they're the lucky ones that are getting called out right now. <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool. That's cool to see live comments coming in. I like it. Um, it's very cool. Yeah, we've been talking a lot about like cohesion and things that bring us together, right? But I think we should talk a little bit about a rivalry that is brewed within our podcast. Yes, there has been a big rivalry. Uh, I can't leave the house without somebody bringing it up. Uh, and that is the rivalry between our special guest hosts that we've had on the show. We've had Glenn and Matt. They have been our two uh, guest hosts. And, and Matt fired some shots when he was on. He fired some shots towards Glenn. Yeah. We've, and, we've... Uh, people uh, like people keep talking. Like a couple weeks ago, people were all about the Eminem and Machine Gun Kelly feud. But now the the entire country is all about the Glenn versus Matt feud. And they want to know what does Glenn think about the shots that Matt fired towards him. And uh, we, we were expecting to have a reaction from Glenn to show on this episode, but we actually haven't heard anything at all from Glenn yet. Hmm. I feel Not like we're TMZ thing. right now. Like we're covering, like we're covering all this like celebrity drama that's going on, but <laughs> right? I love it. Yeah. So yeah, we haven't heard from Glenn. He hasn't reacted, which I don't know. I mean, what, what can that mean? Webby? I don't know. Cause like the word on the street was that for this milestone episode 25, this is the platform Glenn was going to choose to make his big response that everybody's waiting for, but not one thing so far. And, uh, I feel like that can mean only one of two things. Either Glenn just isn't a fan of our show at all. It hasn't even watched and doesn't even know that Matt fired some shots or Glenn is scared of Matt. Yeah. That's I mean, really, those are the only two options out there. That's literally the only two things that could be happening right now. Um, yeah. I mean, I hope Glenn's a fan of the show. You know, he would, he, he wanted to come on it. So that was cool. Yeah. So now he was an awesome, he was an awesome guest host. And I would mm -hmm. love to have him back on, especially to talk about what happened. So I'm kind of, I'm going to issue this challenge here. Uh, Glenn, we would love to have you on the show on our next episode uh, just to acknowledge uh, what, what Matt has said about you, the the shots that were fired, just so we can hear what, what you think about it. And uh, I challenge you to either leave us an anchor message or even just uh, connect with us so we can chat about it. Um, if we don't hear from you by the next episode, then I feel like we have no choice but to declare Matt the winner of this feud. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to go to that extreme, but I think we have no choice at this point. No. Yeah, really. There's there's literally no other choice. It's either <laughs> it's either Glenn contact us or he's the loser of this. He's out. <laughs> yep, he's done. There's literally nothing else out there that could be an option. Yes. <laughs> well, good. Well, I hopefully uh, hopefully we can get some good content out of this feud because 
That was pretty good. <laughs> Matt took some good shots at Glenn, and uh, I'm, I'm, I, I, knowing Glenn, he's gonna have some pretty clever responses to it. So I'm excited about that. Oh yeah. Yes. No, and I love Glenn. I love both mm-hmm. Matt and Glenn. They were both great guest hosts. But uh, I, I'm, I am looking forward to seeing the outcome of of this feud. And yes. I'm, I'm sure Glenn is not gonna let those shots go unanswered. Oh no. That's all Definitely I'm gonna say. Not. Yeah. Stay tuned, guys. Um. What else? Oh, we got to actually you said Bill Kaisel, then he he wrote a comment in Facebook. He actually left us an I think it's Bill message. I think it's Bill Kissily. I think it's Bill Kissily. Kissily. Bill Kissily. Uh yeah, he left us an anchor message that I want to play. And he actually had some good questions in there. So let's go ahead and play that now. Hmm. Hey, Eddie and Webby. Uh, just calling in, seeing if you had any tips for getting started playing pickleball. What gear do you need? That kind of thing. Uh, also, maybe tips on where to find a good place to go get your first game in. My little buddy, Will, wants to say hey. Hi, Eddie. What dinosaurs do? He just wants to know what dinosaurs do. All right, talk to you later. <laughs> Love the show. Nice. That was cool. That so, was great. Yeah. So I heard three questions. I heard um, to get started with pickleball, like what equipment do you need? Then I heard where do you find places to play? Uh, and then thirdly, what dinosaurs do, right? Did, did I get that right? Yes. Yes, that is absolutely right. Those are three very good questions. Yeah. Um, one of those questions I already dealt with earlier, um, I'm, uh, as far as like how to know where to play, go ahead and go on the USAPA website and check out Places to Play. If you have an iPhone, there's an app for that, um, USAPA Places to Play. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead and pop that open, check that out. Um, what about question one? What do you think they need for that? Well, so when I first moved down here and started playing pickleball, I went on Amazon and I bought a cheap set of wooden paddles and some balls. The balls ended up being indoor balls and we only play outdoors, so they didn't work very well. Uh, but you know, if you are interested and you want to make like a 30 to 30 to $40 investment, there's a lot of inexpensive options on Amazon that you can actually, uh, you can actually get, um, you can start with a wooden paddle, right? And then work your way up to some of the composite materials like Webby and I both play with. Um, but I think that, you know, definitely, um, you know, just, just getting, getting something is good. And then going back to your second question, which I know Webby talked about, which is where do you play? Uh, sometimes people there might have extra equipment for you too. So if you, mm-hmm. if you maybe even just show up to one of those places when you know they have open pickleball, and ask and be like, hey, do you have a paddle recommendation? Do you mind if I borrow one? Um, they might be open to it. And and thirdly, when I go and I play at East Naples, home of the U.S. Open, they have a pro shop there. And they actually have demo paddles. So I know, you know, Paddle Tech and Gamma uh, and Onyx. I don't, I don't know about Onyx, but at least Paddle Tech and Gamma, Selkirk, they have demo paddles there, right? And so you can actually play with it while you're there. So that might be another option as well. Um, you know, I, I would just think, do you, do you want to spend 30 to $40 and make a quick Amazon investment? That's a good way to do it. Do you want to find a place to play that you know has a pro shop and will let you borrow their paddles? 
you can try that as well. But to me, what's most important is that you just get out there and try it. And, and yeah. if, if, if people do have extra equipment, just knowing how the community is, they're going to absolutely be totally willing to help you and, and provide equipment if necessary. Absolutely. And the, the first paddle I ever bought, I actually bought a two pack on Amazon. It was only $25. I got two wooden paddles and three outdoor pickleballs. And that was totally fine. I used that for probably the first two or three months that I was playing pickleball. And like the, the cheap paddles, they, they work totally fine if you're just getting started and you want to see if you even like this game. And, uh, and then if you want to go from there and then invest in one of the more expensive ones, then definitely, um, if, if you're going to play regularly, the wooden ones are on the heavy side. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're eventually, if you're going to play a lot, they're going to make your wrist sore. So that's the, the best reason for going for a composite paddle because they're much lighter much easier to use. Um, I was actually at Dick's Sporting Goods yesterday, and um, they had a whole bunch of Monarch paddles, which I'm not mm. super familiar with, but they uh, they had a two-pack for only $19.99, so I, I feel like that would be a great thing to do. If you're if you're curious, not sure if you want to get into this sport or not, that'd be a, a perfect way to just test it out. Go, to, go find a court to play on with those paddles. If you like it good enough and you think you want to get into it, then invest in a, in a nice expensive composite one. Cause they're, they're not cheap, but they'll, they'll last you for a long time. And, and they're definitely much better if you're going to play regularly. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Mr. Ambassador for answering those pickleball <laughs> questions there. Um, great question though. Thank you, Bill, for that. The last question though, I don't, I don't know how to answer. What do, what do dinosaurs do? They eat things. They, I, I mean, they, uh, I know the T-Rexes, they like to eat lawyers that are on in outhouses. Um, yes. That happens. I know, um, I think, I forget the one, they're the ones with the flaps, that the Dilophosaurus. Yeah. I forget the what they're called. Spitters. But they like to spit black stuff. Yeah, yeah. they like to spit uh, black stuff in the face of Newman from Seinfeld. Um, <laughs> yes. I'm sure there's other things dinosaurs do, but that's all I can think of right now. Yeah. That's it, man. We got to, we got to think more about that, but. Um, yeah, that was, that was a great, great question. question. I mean, I. Yeah, I, I've, I've always loved dinosaurs from a very young age, and that was a very valid question, and I I wish we had a better answer for you, but yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah. Well, good uh, good question. Thank you for that. Um, guys, download the Anchor app. Leave us messages. We Like like we've shown here, we'll play it on the air, and we'll answer your questions, um, and we really appreciate that, Bill. I know Bill's a big fan of ours, and we really appreciate that, so. Thank you, Bill. Yes, he's participated. We've gotten numerous messages messages from Bill yeah. throughout the uh, first 25 episodes, and we truly appreciate it. Um, we wouldn't be doing this without fans like you out there. Um, yep. So, yeah, thank you, and keep the messages coming. Yeah. Well, I'd say we move on to a topic that we both love to talk about, and that is pickleball. What do you say? Oh, yeah, pickleball. I love pickleball. Yeah. Um, before we jump into a lot of the topics we have, uh, Dan Kreider actually reached out on YouTube and, uh, Dan, I got to meet last weekend at the battle for Bardmore. Um, he actually is, a uh, grew up in Michigan in Southgate, Michigan. So, uh, he actually, I, for all the, uh, Plymouth Christian Academy baseball teammates that I played with, uh, we actually played against him cause he went to inner city Baptist and we played against him in baseball. So it was kind of cool to get that nice. connection while I was there. Yeah. Uh, but he wrote in YouTube and said, Eddie is better than Webby at pickleball. Hashtag what? Eddie wins. Ah, nice, Dan. Thank oh, you for that. Man. Man. 
Yeah. Those are fighting words right there. I don't know about this. Well, it, I don't like that comment at all. I mean, I, I appreciate the comment, but doesn't mean I have to like it, and I don't like it. it it's funny he says that because he actually, uh, him and his partner kicked my butt pretty bad when we played them in men's <laughs> doubles. So, um, yeah, but but thank you, Dan. Mm. I appreciate that. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say thank you, Dan, also, because you just gave me some fuel for our uh, competition that's going to happen next week because I will be facing Eddie at some point next weekend, and uh, you just encouraged me to to beat him badly. Yeah, I hope you do, man. I think that I, I, I'd feel good losing to you if you have some good shots. But, uh, yeah, well, let's, let's talk pickleball. Before we get into anything, though, I actually think I need to do something real quick. I'm going to go ahead and take my headphones off for a second. You, I won't be able to hear you, hmm. so just go ahead and just bear All with right. me for a second. Okay. What could Eddie be doing here? I'm not sure. Wait, what is that he's got in his hands? That looks kind of like a metal. Uh, am I correct in saying that was a metal you just put around your neck? This actually is a metal. Thank you for asking. And this is the sil- the silver medal that I earned at the Battle for Bardmore in the men's singles 3.0 division. What? Yeah. So the tournament I was talking about where I played against Dan in men's doubles, I played men's singles for the first time. I actually have a video of it that um, I don't know if I can add cards, but anyway, check our YouTube channel. You can look for Battle of Bardmore day one. You'll see me earning this medal. And I do say earning this medal because technically I did earn it. Um, I did get last place and still got silver. So that means there were two of us that played. But, I mean, technically I earned it, right, Webby? Yeah. So basically you're saying you got a participation medal. Yeah. I mean, I I, I got second place, right? Yeah, Is technically that, no? you did get second place. That is very true. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's a participation medal, but no, it's serious. But the fact that you showed up and played in a singles match, I do <laughs> got to give you props for that because I, I, I avoid singles play like the plague. I just, I, it's, it takes so much more energy, and I have horrible cardio. I've mentioned that in the past. So the fact that you signed up and you showed up, I mean, you very, very well could have beaten the other fifty people that signed up if there were fifty-two people playing. So, so yeah. Um, it- yeah, so all, yeah I, would, I would say I would say you earned that participation medal. Yeah. And in all fairness, the guy I played against, he was a 3.5 player. Uh, Matthew, he's he's awesome. I, him and I became buddies through that, which was really cool. He was a really good player. He has a lot of experience in it. He was an ambidextrous player, so he played right and left hands when appropriate. Ah. He was good, and uh, I definitely, you know, definitely had a lot of uh, had a good time playing against him. Um, but I, I don't know. I feel like. I feel like Webby, like I shouldn't count this as the first earned medal. I feel like, I feel like I need to earn one by not getting last place for it to count like this <laughs> afternoon. Right. If you came away with a medal, uh, that would mean a lot more than, than what this means. So I wear this and I'm proud of it, but at the same point, I still want to actually earn one solely by my merits. Yeah, but I, I would still be proud of it if I were you. And uh, honestly, I feel like you've put more pressure on me for tonight's tournament because if I if I don't win a medal like you did in our first tournament apart from each other, then uh, I feel like I'm going to be a huge failure and I can't have that happening. So 
I've got so much more pressure on me now than I did earlier. So thank you for that. Yeah. No good. You got to win. But even <laughs> if you don't, it'll still be cool. So. Yeah, I'm super yeah. excited for it. And that happens in just a few hours from now. Nice. We should probably keep moving then so you can actually get to the tournament on time. <laughs> um, there's two topics we want to talk about today in pickleball. Uh, and to me, these are actually very important topics. And you being a USAPA ambassador, Webby, I feel like you'll have a very good perspective on them. And the first one is about sportsmanship. Yes. Sportsmanship. Sportsmanship is so important in this game. Uh, to me, there's there's nothing worse than a poor sport. So if, if somebody is not playing very well um, and they take it out on themselves or maybe they'll say that the other team like hit a ball out when they didn't just because they feel horrible about losing and stuff like that. I mean, there's it's just it, it ruins the integrity. And it ruins the, the fun aspect of the game of pickleball. So, I mean, when it, whenever I play a team, if somebody destroys me or if it's a close game and I lose, like I always appreciate just the fact that I'm playing the game and I'll acknowledge if somebody's playing better than me and it just encourages me to play better. But there are some people out there that just that's not the case. They'll either do whatever it takes to win, whether that's like stretching the rules or like trying to make it seem like somebody hit a ball out of bounds when they didn't or just taking it out on themselves, just being super hard on themselves, just sportsmanship is super super important and it just bugs me so bad when i see somebody that's a poor sport um what what are your thoughts about that yeah i mean you know my experience playing in my community playing at east naples playing in the beer city open uh playing in the ladder league that i just started last tuesday sportsmanship and pickleball 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 go hand in hand right i've met the greatest people in the world through pickleball. Some of the nicest people, the greatest sportsmen, they're extremely competitive, but they have a very great level of sportsmanship to them. So to me, they kind of go hand in hand to the point that when you see the opposite of that, it sticks out like a sore thumb. And last weekend at the battle for Bardmore, which I've talked about a couple of times here, I got to see firsthand just what poor sportsmanship actually looks like. Um, I don't, I don't know how specific I want to go with this. I don't think I'm going to name names or anything like this, but for anybody that was there, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. So there was a younger guy and his dad who were playing in men's doubles. And we're actually going to talk about them in the next topic as well. Uh, but they were playing in men's doubles together and they were not very fun to play against. I talked to a few people that actually got the chance to play against them, uh, and it was not fun at all for them. It, it was a lot of very negative things uh, that were kind of coming from them. There was a lot of trash talking. There was a lot of frustration, and there was also a lot of very combative challenges to line calls. So if I'm on my side and I'm playing against somebody and I call it out, if there's not a line judge or a referee for that match, that call lives with me. It lives and dies with me. And if I call it out or I call it in or I hit it, you know, that's that's up to me. And I understand that maybe sometimes you can get frustrated. I know that there were a couple times when I've played in tournaments where the other team has called it out when I didn't really think it was. But it's 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 like a it's like a fleeting moment of frustration because you know that the call ultimately lies with them, right? And right. 
when playing against this particular team I'm talking about, any questionable call, there were paddles thrown. They would storm off and try and go and get uh, you know, one of the tournament directors to come over and referee the match going forward. Uh, they weren't very good at like just kind of you know playing the game and understanding why you're there, and that's to have fun and compete in this great sport of pickleball. So I got to see firsthand, man. And, and fortunately, that seems like it's the exception to the rule, but it sucks, man. And and I saw the frustration that their opponents had, and it just made for a bad experience for a lot of people. Yeah, that that is very unfortunate. And uh, like you said, it's like an exception to the rule because uh, uh, like. A huge majority of the people I play pickleball with are awesome people, and uh, they're they're great, great sportsmanship. But with anything, there's always a few people out there that just are not good when it comes to sportsmanship. So I definitely have witnessed that before. I've played recreation pickleball on a team with somebody that, like, you could just tell they they were not making correct calls. They just wanted to make sure everything went our way. And like, I got almost got into an argument with one time with somebody I was on a team with just because I was like, dude, that, that was, that ball was clearly out. It's, that's not, not right to say that that ball was out. And it's just, I just don't get how people can be so adamant that what they say is the right way, even though I'm sure they know they're incorrect. I just, I just don't get that mentality. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I do have to say that a lot of times when I'm playing, I have to be 100% certain that a ball is out for me to call it out. Even if it's questionable or if I'm standing right over it at the baseline, a lot of times I'll play it as if it's in unless I can definitively say it's out. And that's because ultimately I want to play the game. You know what I mean? I, I don't like if you're a uh, half a centimeter out, good shot. Good for you. You made it tough for me to return, right. but I'm going to return it and let's play this game and let's do what we're supposed to do. I'm only going to call it out if I know for certain that it's blatantly out. What do you what do you think about that? Yeah, I completely agree 100%. Yeah. Good. Well, anybody out there that wants to be a poor sport while playing pickleball, knock it off. We don't want you. Find a different sport. You can go play platform tennis. Right? Right. Rizite. Sorry, I was checking Facebook. I wanted to see if anybody was leaving messages. I got to get used to this whole live thing. Like it's yeah. it's hard to like focus on the show, check messages and um, but it's fun. It's a lot of fun and, uh, I'm loving it. So people Good. keep messaging and one of these days I'll get used to checking messages and being able to answer questions at the same time. Yeah. We are self-producing this show. So any transitions I'm covering, we're covering comments and we're also trying to interact with you guys. So, uh, it's challenging, but we're only going to get better from here. Let's keep this moving though. And let's talk about the second topic when it comes to pickleball, very similar to the first one that I was talking about is a concept called sandbagging. And ultimately what that means is playing down from your true rating to give yourself a competitive advantage in pickleball tournaments. So if Wait, I so know sandbagging doesn't mean like when uh when the opposing team is about to serve you throw a sandbag and it like it totally distracts them as a way to get an advantage. That's not what sandbagging means. That's a good plan, but that wasn't the kind of sandbagging I was referring to. Ah. Yeah, playing down it to a level below you. Um, that's what sandbagging is. So before I jump into my personal experience with that, um, Webby, have you experienced this at all before? And since you are an ambassador, 
What's the USAPA's kind of stance on that? You want to answer those for our listeners? Yes. Yeah, so I, I have absolutely experienced sandbagging before. Um, I've talked about it briefly before. My very first tournament I ever did, um, people that I, I was still pretty new to the sport when I did my very first tournament and people that I had been playing recreationally with that were way better than I was, they were playing in a division below the one that I did. So they were absolutely sandbagging. And uh, the USAPA, they recently have restructured the the rating, the player ratings. And one of the, the reasons for that and one of the outcomes for it is to help prevent sandbagging. And the way that is, is after you play tournaments, you get your official skill rating. And so once you have that rating, when you play sanctions tournaments, you can't play in a division below what your skill rating is. So for me, for example, I have a current rating of like 3.42. So that means I am technically a 3.0 player, which is accurate. I am a 3.0 player currently. I'm getting close to the 3.5 level, but currently... I can play the 3.0 level because that's my official skill level. I can play up if I want to, and that's totally fine to do. Um, but if you, um, with the with the current skill rating, you can't play below. So let's say there was a, a 2.5 tournament going on. Um, I don't really see that too often, but if there was, I would not be able to do that because my rating is above a 3.0. Um, so that's one of the great things about the uh, the way that the ratings are going now is to help prevent sandbagging in future tournaments. And the the current structuring, it's ongoing. It just got started earlier this year. So it's, it's still a work in progress. So the more tournaments you play, the more accurate your rating is going to be. But give it a year or two, and I feel like it's going to be very beneficial, very helpful. And uh, when you play sanctioned tournaments, the uh, the risk of sandbagging will go down significantly. Yeah, that totally makes sense. That's one of the reasons I'm most excited about the new rating system is I know when you first start off, it's tough because everybody's trying to figure out where they are and you have to play tournaments to really kind of get a feel for it. But um, I like that it's going to really force people to play where they should be playing. Speaking of that, the results actually came back from the battle for Bardmore and my rating in men's doubles dropped. What you said, yeah, I'm now a 3.450. Um, so playing at a 3.0 level is definitely the appropriate one for me. And I have a mixed doubles rating now, which this, this is the first time I have that. And that's 3.398. So I'm like right there between three and 3.5. So I definitely think until I start to get some wins under my belt, I'm going to play at the 3.0 level for men's and mixed doubles. What's interesting is my singles rating didn't come over. Even though I played in a singles match, I still don't have a singles rating on the USAPA website, but maybe that'll happen soon. Yeah, give it a week or two. It might be there. But uh, the tournament I am playing later today is a 3.0 tournament, which is, I feel like that's exactly where I belong. Uh, Eddie and myself, we played 3.5 at the Beer City Open, and we definitely were not ready for that yet and our and that that goes along with our rating our rating shows that we're under 3.5 so technically we really shouldn't have but i mean we played up which is totally fine to do and i'm still glad that we did it um but 3.0 is where we currently belong but give us a year and i i bet we'll easily be 3.5 if not 5.0 i agree i think 5.0 is the goal and we're gonna do that a year from now if we're not 5.0s we're failures 
So that's a good question you bring up. Let's say a year from now, you're a 5.0 player and you've actually won tournaments as a 5.0 player in, let's say, men's singles, right? So you're 5.0 and I'm still at 3.0. If you and I want to double up and we want to play men's doubles together, what rating will we actually be at? Hmm. That's a really good question. But um, from my perspective, it should be, um, I feel like neither of the people on the team in the doubles match should be above the level that you're playing. And that's, that's my personal opinion. Um, I'm still pretty new to the USAPA, so I don't know the official USAPA standpoint on that, but I, I think they agree with that. I think you need to be um, both in the same level. Like somebody can absolutely play up. So let's say a 3.0 wants to play in a 3.5 doubles along with somebody that's legit a 3.5. Definitely. That's good. to do. That's totally fine to yeah. do. But I don't necessarily think a 3.0 player and a 5.0 player can join forces to play in a 3.0 tournament. Well, that's actually exactly what happened last weekend at the battle for Bardmore. So what? the, yeah, the men's doubles team that I was talking about earlier when it comes to sportsmanship, they also played men's 3.5 doubles. And just two days before one half of the team, the younger guy, he won men's singles 4.5 and 5.0. So, <laughs> so he won. Wow. Yeah. He won like the highest level you can go in men's singles and then partnered with someone who was probably more of a 3035 player and entered in men's doubles 3.5 and it, that that didn't seem it didn't seem right to me it kind of seemed like you know we talked a little bit about sportsmanship it seemed like they were just doing that to try and win rather than actually align themselves with who would be a better competitor i mean to me that would be like me calling up Kyle Yates right and being like hey Kyle i know you're you know probably the best pickleball player in the world right now. And I'm a three Oh player. Let's play down to 3.5. We would dominate that because right. he would cover 90% of the court. And I would get my yeah. dinks every once in a while, just to stay active and show that I'm actually on the court. In fact, I could probably even sit on the right. sideline. Right. And, yeah. and we would oh, crush yeah. it. when it's your serve. Just, yeah. Just when it's your serve, do your serve, just run off the court. Let Kyle yeah. do his thing. Yeah. Just drink some Gatorade and sit on the bench and let him do his thing. And we crush it. Right. And so it, it seemed very off to me. They ended up getting gold medal in, in that, which, which I just, I don't know, it didn't sit well with me. And so I wanted to bring it up that it happens, man. And I really do hope that through this new rating system with the USAPA, we can, we can move away from that and people play really where they think right. they should. Yeah. I, yeah, that definitely it should not have happened. That it should yeah. not have been allowed. Um, yeah. So that's, I do hope that this new rating system, once it really kicks in, will uh, will prevent that kind of thing from happening. Good. Well, great pickleball discussions, man. I, you know, I am excited to, uh, to get a chance to hang out with you this upcoming weekend in grand Haven for the dink for pink. That'll yes. be a lot of fun. Super. Excited yeah. I can't wait. That. I'm super excited for that. Yeah a good time so anyway why don't we move on from pickleball what do you say about that all right yeah. i think that's a good idea so we talked about how excited we are for the event next weekend i'm excited for about the thing we're about to talk about right now Ooh, what's that and that is we're gonna do a contest for some prizes 
is. Whoa. That's amazing. <laughs> we can't have a milestone 25th episode without some kind of contest and giveaway. I mean, that would just be crazy talk. Yeah. I mean, it is episode 25. So, Webby, you know, what do you think for this milestone episode we should give away in the upcoming hmm. episode? Yeah. What do you think? So we've given away some great stuff in the past. We've given away hoodies. We've given away T-shirts. We've given away discs. So I think because this is such a milestone episode, I think that we should give away not just a hoodie, but a hoodie and a moisture-wicking T-shirt. Are you kidding oh, yeah. me? I am not kidding you. Um wow. This is an amazing prize. The the, the moisture-wicking t-shirts that we just had made are awesome. It has our logo on the front and the back. Yep. The hoodie, um, every every time I wear the hoodie, I get compliments. Um, we've only given away one hoodie so far, and uh, people that didn't win it were super bummed. I know a lot of people that really want to get their hands on a hoodie. Um, so this is your chance. You can win a hoodie and a moisture-wicking T-shirt with the Eddie and Webby logo on it. Oh, yeah. We're just generous people, aren't we? Just giving stuff away. Yeah, we are. Man, yes. we're generous. Super <laughs> generous. <laughs> Pat ourselves on the back here. Uh, yeah. All, all kidding aside, though, um, how does someone win the Eddie Webby hoodie and moisture-wicking shirt? That's a great question. And the answer to that question is... We're going to ask you guys a question, and all you have to do to be eligible to win this amazing 25th episode prize pack is answer that question using the Anchor app. So we're going to ask a question. All you have to do is leave us a voice message on the Anchor app, and you're eligible. And what we're going to do is our next episode, we are going to do a live drawing. That's right. Wow. Everybody who leaves an anchor message with the correct answer, will their name or, their name is going to be put into the official Eddie and Webby drawing hat right here. And we're going to pull out a name, and that person is going to win the hoodie and the T-shirt. Yes. Really excited for that. Uh, that will be coming up in an upcoming episode. We still have to get our schedule together to determine when we're going to be doing our next live stream, but we promise yes. we will let you guys know. So keep watching. Uh, yep. and as we mentioned, you download the anchor app, you leave us a message with the answer to this question that I'm going to read for you right now. And what question, is the question? Ooh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> uh, the question is, what is the name of the upcoming tournament that Eddie and Webby are both playing in next weekend? And what city is this tournament being played in? So Whoa, you need to know... a two-part question. Yeah, so these are for dedicated fans who listen very closely to every word that comes out of our mouth. You need to know the name of the tournament, and you need to know what city it's being played in, and that's happening next weekend. And we've talked about it a few times on the show, so we have. Should know. We talked about it this episode. We've talked about talked about it in a previous episode briefly. So yeah. I think it's very fitting that this is a two part question because you're going to win not one, but two amazing pieces of Eddie and Webby merchandise. Yes. So get those anchor messages in, guys. Get yourself into the drawing for those prizes. They're impressive. Yes. Um, yeah. 
I think, I mean, we've been going on for, wow, we've been going for an hour and a half now. So what do you say oh, wow. we, uh, what do you say we, uh, we shut this thing down, huh? Yeah, I think it's time. Looks like most people bailed on this live podcast anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. well, we only have 1.3 million watching right now before we had like yeah. 5 million. So, yeah, the, uh, the previous 500,000 million people. They're not all watching anymore. Some of those people dropped off, but hey, that's their loss because they probably don't even know about this epic contest that we just mentioned. So, for those of you that are still sticking around and still watching, that uh, that just increased your odds of winning. So, go ahead and hop on that anchor app and give send us the answer. Yes, absolutely. Uh, this is episode twenty-five. So, all joking aside, we do want to thank all twenty-five of you that are still out there watching right now. As always, we love to hear feedback, good or bad. If there's any uh, products you want us to review, any tech topics, any beers you want us to review, excuse me, let us know by putting Everything comments okay below. over there? Yeah, just the the breakfast out sitting weird. Um, leave comments below down here. You can download the Anchor app. You can tweet to us. You can Instagram to us, both at Eddie and Webby. Um, you should download the Pickleball Anthem if you haven't yet. I can't believe if you haven't yet that you haven't, but you should do that. Yeah, if you haven't, you really should. And I can't believe you haven't already. And uh, we've mentioned it before, but we're actually, uh, we submitted it for the best hip hop song about pickleball for the Grammys that are upcoming in a few months. Yes, we, we have. <laughs> Super excited about that. Um, yeah. So this has been a great show. Our first live stream. I think we should do it again, Webby. What do you think? I think so. That was awesome. I was super nervous beforehand. Um, yeah. I learned from this episode. I just need to chug a breakfast stout <laughs> before doing the episode, and I'll be totally fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was awesome. I, I Again, thank you very much to Mel for being on the show. She yep. was an amazing guest. That was very cool. Yes, absolutely. Great show. And on that note, I'm Eddie. And until next time, this is Webby, not Eddie, signing off. See ya.